you go back to your whole idea on uh, perception, like in your perspective on, on how things are, boy, if you get that right, everything can be seemingly bad around you and it's actually good, right? You can see the world in two different ways. And, I, and, I, and I've experienced this myself and talking about your, your problems, right? So going back to the vision concept, right? When you have a good vision, then problems are actually opportunities. But when you don't have a good vision, problems are just problems. Welcome to another episode of The Michael Maloney Show, where we take you on a journey around the world, exploring the stories of successful individuals and learning from their achievements and struggles. Join us as we delve into the why and how behind their accomplishments and discover how to live a more fulfilling life. You know, today's okay. all just really a, a conversation, you know, just learning about who you are, what you do, why you do it. Um, the Michael Maloney Show is all about just uh, giving high performers, entrepreneurs, coaches a platform to share like why they do what they do, you know, how they do it, mm-hmm. uh, who their ideal client is, like what led them to that career. You know, it's so interesting. Um, I'm sure with, with how, net, how, with how well networked you are, um, I'm sure you, you know, just how amazing it is, how there's, everybody has different talents and it's really interesting when you start meeting a bunch of different people in the coaching and speaking realm, how everybody is just has, everybody has a similar story, but at the same time, very different. So, um, I love having this podcast. It's just a great opportunity to meet people. I personally get to meet people and then also my listeners get to meet you as well. And, um, that's the cool thing about podcasts. You almost get like that intimate level, um, relationship with somebody without even talking to them. And then if you, if you know them, if you know about them, you might be able to reach out to them and then maybe work with them or something like that. So excited to have you on today, Rob. If you could just kind of start with telling us a little bit about yourself and what you do. And to be honest, I don't know much about you. I mean, I know we're, we're networked online, but other than that, I don't know much about you, man. Yeah, I think we're connected through uh, the BLN, right? Yeah, yep. So and I don't think you were in D.C. this last winter, were you? No, I had not been to any events. I haven't even been on any of the calls lately. Man. Either have I. I'm yeah, on so many groups, uh, and 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 Jr. and I kind of like trade in the group. So it's I support him; he supports me. But I haven't awesome. been in the thing much lately. Yeah. I know it's a oh, great that group. is I've how met we met. Great people in there, but yeah, yeah. There's so much power in uh, masterminds and you know collective groups of just people who are entrepreneurs, self starters, go getters. There's a lot of energy there. I mean, that's this it's powerful. But um, yeah, so I think we met just through their Facebook group and then naturally add each other. And then, um, here we are. So you, um, yeah. So what do you do, Rob? Oh, do, do you want me like this to do like a general intro of myself or how, yeah, you, how sure. do you launch it? Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah. Just tell us, um, you know, who you are, where you live, what you do, you know, just, yeah, just the general stuff. And we'll just jump from there, man. Hell yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's great to be on here. Really glad we got a chance to connect and talk. So my name is Rob Z. Wentz. So the Rob Z is a a radio name. I've spent 20 years in broadcasting, right? So uh, I kept the the Rob Z name. um, I like it. It's the last letter of my last name and um, people remember it, right? Damn right. I I think it helped me remember your name for sure. Did it? Okay, cool. Yeah. It's doing the right thing then. Yeah, I like it a lot. (laughs) And uh, yeah, so I, I live in Altoona, Pennsylvania. So I'm in like 
They call it Pennsylvania. Any place between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, they call Pennsylvania. So that's where Pennsylvania, I'm at. huh? About a half an hour from State College, Pennsylvania, which is like Penn State University. Uh, that's mm. where I've lived my whole entire life. And is that like the Rolling I'm, Hills? What's that? Is it like Rolling Hills around you, like small mountains? Yeah, we're surrounded by mountains. So when a storm comes into you know central Pennsylvania, it doesn't leave. It like mm. sits inside of this bowl. And kind of like stays there. Right now, it's beautiful outside, but that's kind of how I drove goes. through there for the first time ever, like two or three years ago. And I just said I'd never been through it. And you know, until you go somewhere, sometimes it's hard to even know what it's like. And driving through there, uh, what is it? What's the name of the highway there? It's like the where you where you don't get off of it. The interstate, like yeah, I know, the, it's the like, turnpike. Turnpike, yeah, that's yeah. In yeah. Iowa, mid, middle of the country, and even western part of the country, I don't think they call it turnpike. So I was. Kind of thrown back by that, but it was just really neat going through the rolling hills and everything. It's just a beautiful area. But anyway, yeah, it really is. It really, it honestly really is. And I, you forget, you know, when you live somewhere for a long time, you forget how nice it is. Yeah. Until you hear other people talk about it. Which is a valuable lesson too. I mean, it's easy to take what, what's right in front of you for granted. It really is. And you know, my, my son, by the way, is over here making noise. <laughs> no problem. Um, and yeah, so I, I do coaching, right? So executive leadership coaching. So my business is to help my goal and in my business is to help driven business owners get better, grow faster, and just be better at what they're doing, right? I want people to be, uh, to excel at a high level and to help them get there. I started out doing life coaching. So I started out just helping individuals sure. and realized like, businesses are just a bunch of individuals, right? There might be systems mm. in place, there might be lots of individuals, but all of the stuff that's professional comes back to personal stuff. So I really love helping businesses grow, especially, especially small, medium-sized businesses, because they really need that help to, to level up those other places. And I um, find for myself, personally, I grow so much, and I'm sure you know this too, man, like helping people, you end up growing so much yourself. So the more yeah. people I can help, I'm helping businesses, I can grow faster as well. And it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, for sure. hundred percent. What's that look like? Um, you going in and helping a business. Like, are you working with just a couple employees or like teams or what's that look like? Well, it depends. So right now, yeah, I work with a couple of businesses that are just single employees, like chiropractor who's just starting out. I work with a rehab okay. facility that has 10 employees. Uh, I've, I've been working with a landscaping company that has, man, I don't know, like 45, 50 employees, right? So there's, it's across the board. Uh, so like with the company on, that, like the landscaping company that has 40, 50 employees, are you working with like their upper management? Just like, how do you optimize your systems? Like just managerial it, stuff? If I'm going to do anything with anybody, it has to go top down. So I might not get in at the top right away. So I might, you know, come in and work with HR sure. and start there, but it needs to go top down. Cause if you don't get the head guy involved or the head woman involved, whoever's at the top, the CEO, if they're not involved in the thing that you're doing to help improve the, uh, sure. the climate and the environment of the business, it's really hard to get everybody on board. It's really hard to see change happen. So yeah, when right. I come in, I'm making sure whether it's a single business, obviously that's a lot, a lot easier. If it's a single owner, I got one person there who's running this thing and I'm helping them build the mindset. So when they bring employees in, that they are able to scale it properly. And, awesome. you know, a company that's been open for 10, 15, 20 years, if I come in and work with them, uh, obviously there's a lot of things in place that need to be undone. So for sure. 
Well, yeah. And if you're working with HR and, and upper management isn't on board, like, you know, you could run out of funding. Um, you know, if you have to change certain things that the company's doing, if they're not on board, they're not going to want you to do that. Like that makes a lot of sense. What do you, what are some of the, like the most prevalent issues or like, where do you like, what are like the, what's like the low hanging fruit that when you usually go into a company, you're like, okay, this is what we need to focus on first. I think it's across the board all throughout life. It's communication. Mm. That's like the biggest thing for everybody. Like, isn't it crazy how important communication is? Like, it's so simple, but if you think about it, it's just like the transfer of thought and the more often you check in and, and touch base and communicate the more on the same page you can be. And it's a fine line. Like you don't want to communicate too much, but you want to communicate just enough that you're doing it enough. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really fascinating. And, and to do it in a way that's allowing other people to, to shine, right? So your communication mm. is not authoritative. Your communication is a servant type of leadership, right? Where you're, the communication you're bringing to the table is to open up conversations to help people realize their genius. I, I have a mentor, his name's Ray. So he's been a business coach as long as I've been alive. And he, we're always talking about this. And his main thing is, you know, you have to create the climate and the environment for people to be able to find their own genius or to be able to find their own strengths. Right? So if you have an organization and you have people that aren't performing well, then the boss is usually, or the manager, whoever it is, is usually getting angry at those people who aren't performing well. The communication's poor in that situation. Well, uh, if you do enough research or enough speaking to this person, enough understanding this person, then you're going to know, oh, here's their strengths. And if they don't know your strengths, you help them find their strengths. And you position them somewhere in the company where they're going to excel, right? As so many times in our life, we end up in places in our life, like, why isn't this going well? Well, maybe this isn't where you're supposed to be. Maybe this isn't where your strengths are. Sure. Right. Okay. You're not in the right circle of people. You need to have better people in your life because those people will help bring out your strengths. If you have bad people in the li your life, they're going to bring out your weaknesses. And it's the same in business. So it's, it's, it's like this constant thing that we see all the time, but it's also difficult because, you know, uh, we can forget about it all throughout the day, especially our communication with us. And I think that's the hardest when I speak of communication, right? Especially working with like higher up CEOs, people who are running companies. If your communication with yourself is not good, or if you, if, if your communication with yourself is a certain way, like, or even like the way you, like if somebody runs their own life in an authoritative kind of way, they're going to mm -hmm. think, well, that's the way it needs to get done when I go and work with other people. But that's, not usually the case. People yeah. don't necessarily like being told what to do, right? So creating a climate where you help them find that thing that they excel at and they love to do and help them do more of that. If you can do that, then you're going to have people who love working for you. Then you'll have a good company. Okay. So then stemming off of that, how do you, what's a effective way as a leader to communicate with your, with your team? I mean, is it asking questions instead of putting answers in their heads, like having them come up with the answers or like, where do you go with that? Yeah. Asking questions is the big one, right? I mean, if we ask the, it, you know, John Maxwell's one of his greatest books, good leaders ask great questions. So that, what's it called? Good leaders ask good leaders, ask great questions. Yeah. That's a really good book. We just I did. Haven't read I, that have one. A, I have a, a community of small business owners. That's the book we just went through in our mastermind. Um, because, it's, yeah, it's all about asking better questions. Like if you ask 
the right questions, you're going to get the right answers. You ask better questions, you're going to get better answers to find the solution that you're looking yeah. for. Um, and that's the other fascinating. thing, that's, that's a huge one, asking the right questions, but then also seeing the best in people, right? Mm. So the growth mindset, seeing potential in people. If I can see the potential in somebody, then I'm going to position them to highlight that potential. If I don't see the potential in them, and I don't see the potential in myself, how am I ever going to help anybody else find their potential? How am I going to help them get to where I want them Gosh. to be if I'm not It's almost like, that? you know, the phrase perception is reality. You know, it's kind of like yeah. your personal perception is reality. Like if you perceive yourself as a certain way, you're not going to exceed that, right? right. Just like if, if you're a leader and you have somebody who you don't perceive being able to do something, like have you ever had one of those bosses? I know I have that like, they're like, even when you, even when you, like me, I knew what I was doing, the boss felt like they had to constantly like show me how to do it. Like, right. even though I'm like, dude, I've done this so many times, like you're kind of pissing me off right now by, by trying to show me how to do it. I know what I'm doing. It's like, give me some responsibility here. Can you, you know, if a good leader knows where people can take responsibility and, and they dish it out. Whereas if you, if they perceive them the wrong way, like you were saying, then, then as a leader, you're, you're going to automatically not associate or not dish out responsibility in the right way. And then you're going to lose traction. You're not going to be as effective and efficient as you could be. So that's, that's, that's really powerful there. Um, yeah, it's a trickle down thing. And another interesting part of it too, is that it happens, seems like it happens just constantly in business when we're seeing why are businesses not succeeding? Why are things not going? We feel like the way that they should, it's this perception kind of issue uh, in our, for ourselves and our own business, right? So when I first started in coaching, I started out, I have a certification uh, as an executive, personal development, leadership, and life coach. So there's a bunch of different things in there. Sure. They could all be oh, separated, yeah. right? I started out as a life coach because I didn't feel like I was qualified enough to be a business coach. I didn't feel, because I, I never, uh, coming up uh, throughout my own life, I didn't like work high level in corporations. That's not sure. like, where my career was, right? You didn't so, feel like you were worthy at first, right? right. I I, and like I can I see worthy that of doing it. So I was like, yeah. oh, I, I'm only going to be a life coach. Then I learned quickly. Well, life coaching is not where I need to be because then you're down in the muck with people. It's almost like almost it's almost a therapy, and I'm not mm. a therapist necessarily because therapy's more. We focus a lot in the past, right? Coaching's more focusing on the future, future and I felt sure. like I was working, well, how should I say this exactly? Because I was helping people and I loved doing it, but I felt that I could be doing so much more. Yeah, I mean, when you're helping them. moving as well, as fast as I, I wanted, wanted them to, or I knew they mm. could. So then sure. I was like, well, maybe I can. Maybe I can coach businesses. Maybe I can, at the executive level, go in and help businesses grow. So I got a couple of business clients and I'm like, oh, I love this so much more. This is so much, it's so much better than life coaching because I get to help like multiple people at one time instead of one gotcha. business or one person. Now I'm working in a business where there's multiple people and I'm doing, still doing life coaching because everything personal comes back. Yeah, like you said, professional back to personal. it's all, yeah, it's all personal. And, wow, that's amazing. And And the cool thing about helping a business is then you're like, helping multiple people at once who are also serving other people. So you're increasing their output. That's, that's awesome. I get yeah, what you mean. By business, like more... the purpose of the business is to help. If, if your business is set up, right, your business is supposed to be helping somebody. So I'm helping the business run better to help more people because the business is supposed to be helping people. 
helping people in the organization. It's, yeah, it's a win-win across the board. Wow. So what are some of the other issues that you see, I mean, after, after that? Uh, well, communication breakdown leads to so many different things. One of the big things I'm dealing with with a couple of businesses right now is lack of vision, right? So it disguises itself as problems. You know, I, I work with a couple of companies where there's just like, it seems like there's constant problems with employees, constant fighting, disagreements with the owners, that sort of stuff, which is all communication issues. But when you look at it from like a zoomed out perspective, it's vision. And uh, we weren't taught this in school, right, Michael? I mean, I'm sure you weren't taught about vision in school unless your parents talked to you about it. Like, how are you ever supposed to know? Like, what's my vision for my life? What's my vision for my business? Why it's so important, this? though, in business and your personal development, everything. Like, you need to be able to vision. And that's why it's so important to get content from outside sources so that you can kind of paint that vision in your mind. Like, with my landscaping company, I had a, I worked at several different places. I was part of several Facebook groups, watched all sorts of YouTube videos to paint that vision in my mind. Um, it's really important. I work with the coach too, Steve Soprani, great guy, Soprani Consulting. And um, about two years ago, he urged me to, <coughs> excuse me, on a more daily, ba on a more regular basis, sit down with my team and talk about what is our vision. Because if if you don't know, like you were saying, if if your team isn't aligned on a vision, it's it's hard for them to all work towards a common goal. And it's easy to like let the little things in life, the turbulence, the, the little bit of friction. You know, oh, Billy called in or, oh, Jimmy didn't turn his receipt in from his fuel card or whatever. Just the little things piss you off when you're yeah. when you're not in line with your vision. Yeah, that's that's huge. I can see where that'd be a huge issue if you especially if it's a big organization. You just have a bunch of people running around doing all these different things, not working in, in rhythm. And a lot of places make them right. They'll make a vision statement, but nobody ever looks at it. Right. Or not very yeah. often. And so it's just sitting down. It and talking about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then like reframing. Okay, so why are we having this problem right now? Right? It's like, oh, okay, well, we're having this problem because we've lost sight of what we want to do. Mm. And uh, there's a company, a, a, a one a rehab company that I work with, and they're, they're helping people like get off drugs, stay off drugs, and get back out in the streets. Like what a great yeah. thing for a company to do. An opportunity. To people, like recover. Yeah. You know? And yeah. they're stuck in they're, they're stuck in all this fighting. They're stuck in all this like nonsense. And it's like, man, you guys, if you refocus, like, oh, that's right, we're like helping people get their lives back together. We can yeah. put our differences aside to make that that work. And some people can, some people can't, but to help them figure that out is is the goal. Sure. How about for yourself? I'm curious for you, like uh, this podcast. Do you have like a vision for it? Do you have like a something that you want to accomplish with this, bigger than just like an episode to episode kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, well, there's multiple things that come from this, um, Rob. I, I get to meet multiple people all the time. That's that's awesome. It's net, networking is huge. I I live by four principles, four main principles: gratitude, um, growth, contribution, and connection. Right. And so, with every podcast, I'm making a connection, and I'm and I'm allowing other people to make connections as well. But more than that, even quite a bit more important than that is anybody watching can get inspiration from people like yourself who have decided to, like you, for instance, Rob. I mean. Um, you, you know, I, I know you said you were on the radio, um, and then, and then you've worked to business coaching Well, you started a personal coaching, then business coaching. I mean, that's freaking awesome. I mean, 
there's and that's a that's an amazing track record that you've that you've just exploded up and are helping tons of people i mean that's an inspiring story right and so my goal with with the podcast is to increase awareness of my mission of helping people um i, I started a company called growth group it's a membership community it's just like bln basically um, where we have weekly calls, quarterly events, um, and, and seminars where people can come break down their ideas of what they're doing with their life, fact check it with other people, hold each other accountable, learn new ideas, all this stuff. Just because I myself, when I started my, so I, I've been in business for about, gosh, since 2015. So about seven or eight years now. And, um, a few years in, I learned the hard way that, uh, well, I was successful with my business. I was making tons of money. I had all kinds of stuff. We were buying equipment. We built a new building. We, you know, we were creating a great um, brand for ourselves and our community. Everything was going really well, but I was just super unhappy, right? And I, and I figured out that I was um, too focused on the future and not grateful for what was right in front of me. And uh, and and then I also learned that um, starting the landscaping company wasn't all that hard, but. But once I got success, I just kept chasing success. I didn't, I wasn't doing anything for fulfillment. You know, I'd never heard the word fulfillment. And, and so then I, when I, when I figured that out and I, and I went through this exercise where I pretended I was dying and I was on my deathbed and I thought about how I lived my life. I'm like, oh my God, I'm not doing this right. I'm like, I have, I can go to the store and look, I can go buy something and not care what it cost. You know, I can just go spend $1,500 on a drone and be like, okay, that's cool. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter, but what, what, what's the value in that? If I'm not living a life that I'm like excited about and that I'm, that I'm helping and that I'm contributing and then I'm, I'm giving back. And so that led me to, um, scale my company so that I wasn't in it as much anymore so that I could have some more free time to be able to work into the personal development, coaching, speaking, podcasting realm so that I could get out there and share my message and share what I've learned from my experiences and then help other people kind of learn the same thing that, you know, every day there's only good and great days. Uh, life is beautiful. I mean, literally if you're alive and you can breathe, um, life, life is good. I mean, every single issue in our life is there to serve us. Um, sometimes it's hard to see that right away, but, um, if we can learn from our problems and, and like you were saying earlier, realize that, or what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about problems and like reframing, just realizing that every problem is an opportunity for growth. Like, have you read the book extreme ownership by Jocko Willenlink? I was just looking at it this morning. Oh, have you read it yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was reading. I've read it already. I was just reading back through it. It is just a phenomenal book. So right, well and just done. taking ownership for everything. And like when problems arise, just realize that, okay, we're setting ourselves up for this, especially if you're a high achiever. If you're like somebody who's going for a lot, problems are going to arise. Like you're putting yourself out there, right? And so it's just realizing, that, okay, we're in the environment where problems are going to be present. When the problem arises, what caused the issue? Was it preventable? If it was preventable, what could we have done to prevent it? If it wasn't preventable, how can we keep an eye out for it and predict it going forward? And then just change and adapt. And, you know, I've told a lot of people, like, the only thing stopping me from changing millions of lives is if I die somehow, because I'm really inspired and motivated to get out there and share this message, because I was in such a terrible spot where I was just so successful, honestly, on paper, like if somebody, people, people would have killed to have the life that I had. And yet I was still just like not excited. I was sleeping in, just easily pissed off, just aggravated. Just, I remember my dogs didn't like me as much as my wife or my girlfriend at that time. It was, it was really strange. Like I was just not who I, I was not myself. And I know there's other people out there, other successful people, you know, you hear millionaires and billionaires just, you know, and we all even know smaller, like, maybe just 
$500,000 business owners, whatever, that are just still so unhappy. And it's just sad because life is so good. And if, if it's easy to, it's like Tony Robbins says, what you focus on expands. And so if you constantly focus on the negative side aspects of all the stuff that's going on in your life and you're, and you're a high performer and you're a business owner and you have a lot going on, good luck's keeping your, your brain healthy, man. You know? And so it's just, that that's really where, that's really, to answer your question, the main reason for this podcast and, and what my goals are with growth group and everything is to truly contribute in a way that adds massive value to people's lives um, so that I can afford to charge for it and, and, and that, that it's worth it for them to pay for it. And that it's just a mutually beneficial relationship where we all get better, we all grow, we all move forward, and we all experience more life because we focus on ourselves and, and, and how we push ourselves forward. Before we continue, I'd like to take a moment to share something I'm passionate about with you. If you're someone who is constantly striving for personal growth and loves surrounding yourself with other motivated individuals, you're going to want to hear about this. Check out growthgroupinc.com. This is an exclusive community made up of high achievers and dynamic entrepreneurs just like you. It's a space where like-minded individuals come together, collaborate, and support each other on their own journey to success. Growth Group is more than just a community. It's a collective mindset, a commitment to getting better every single day. We believe in the power of connection, collaboration, and constant growth. And we're confident that being part of this community will give you an unparalleled advantage on your path to success. So take a moment, visit growthgroupincorporated.com and join us as we elevate our lives together. Trust me, this is one investment in your future you will not regret. Now, let's get back to our conversation. Yeah, I love that, man. It's so true. Oh, yeah, man. It's really, it's so... And you go back to your whole idea on uh, perception, like in your perspective on, on how things are. Boy, if you get that right, everything can be seemingly bad around you and it's actually good, right? You can see the world in two different ways. And, I, and, I, and I've experienced this myself in talking about your, your problems, right? So going back to the vision concept, right? When you have a good vision, then problems are actually opportunities, but when you don't have a good yeah. vision, problems are just problems. Yeah, the roadblocks. They're, they're going to keep piling up, and you're never right. going to get through them. So there's always. I remember when I was younger. I can remember being like, I don't know, like 13 or 14, and like having like a test or something that I had to study for, and like thinking, man, once I get through this, I can just coast. Uh, I can just sit back and take it easy. Then like something else would come up, and I'd be like, oh god, and I'd procrastinate on that thing and be like, oh no, I got to do this next thing, and I'd get through like wrestling season. Oh, wrestling season's done. I can just sit back and do nothing. Then all of a sudden, something else comes up, and it's like, oh, it never ends. But the, the problems, if, if they are problems to you, will keep coming. But if you're like, oh, these problems are here because I have something that I need to work on, I get through this part, and it's going to get me closer to where I want to go, what that vision is, and what that feels like, what that looks like. Yeah. So congratulations to yourself, man, for having such a, a successful landscaping business. I know for a lot Thank of people, you. that's that's really hard. I have a good friend who built a seven-figure landscaping business and ran it for 35 years. Now he's a landscaping consultant. Great guy, Jim wow. Morris. Um, yeah. I, I, we, I should probably connect you to him. You guys would probably hit it off really well. Please he do. I come speak in his group, man. He has a great group of, of, of landscapers that he uh, helps on like group coaching. So that'd be awesome. Uh, and, and I'd love to have him on here too. 
Um, but you know, back when you were just talking about Rob, you know, I'm a firm believer. Some people don't have the ambition in life to like set themselves up or like uh, go after, you know, it all. Right. Um, and, and I'm just a firm believer that like, I, I believe in God, I do believe in afterlife, but there's a chance that it's not there. Right. And, and, and that's not the main reason why I live this way. I just believe that while I, I'm on earth here, I want to take advantage of it. And so I'm going to put myself in a, in a position where I am borderline overwhelmed because I'm trying to accomplish so much, mm. but it's, it's, it's the whole, it's the idea that I'm, I'm accepting those conditions because I recognize what is a, attainable like how beautiful the world is and like how i want to be able to travel as many places as i can and and inspire and and change as many lives as i can so i am okay with it's just like it's just like you know like a navy seal for instance like they're going through those courses just kicking their ass right and like why would they do that because they they want to be a hardcore soldier and granted i'm sure some of them if they were given the chance they wouldn't go through it but a lot of them, they're willingly doing that, letting them, letting them be forced to go through these hard courses because they want to become this badass who's capable of so much. Just like with my life, like I, I am. There's times where I'm like, oh my god, this is a lot. But then you just take, you just remember, like, okay, like you said, you go back to your vision. You're like, this is why I'm doing all this. It's all worth it. It's all good. Like I remind myself often, probably three to five times a week. I'll, I'll, I'll get a little overwhelmed, whatever. I try not to tell myself that's kind of a limiting belief, but, and, and then I'll just be like, it's all good. Everything in my life right now, it's all good. Like this, all, all this crazy crap going on, all these phone calls, all this, like trying to do something and then get distracted because there's just all these things going on. It's worth it because it's, it's, it's for the greater good. It's, it's because my, my life purpose is to inspire and help as many people as I can. When I didn't have that, like when I was talking earlier about going through my business and learning that I need to go for fulfillment, I also at that time learned that I needed a hardcore why, like a, a, a written in stone reason for why I live my life. And, I, and that, at that time, it's like I am here. I was put on this earth to help people, to, to literally be a beacon of light for the people who don't feel comfortable or are maybe going through a rough patch, but really want to live more. But they're just lost. They're just they're, they were where I was. They they're not excited about life. They're, they don't want to get out of bed in the morning. They're just, they're easily agitated. They're just pissed off all the time. They're always complaining about bullshit because they just struggle to find that positive outlook, you know, and by ha- by developing that vision and my why of what I want to do, it's allowed me to be a lot more uh, efficient and effective in what I'm trying to do. Trust me, there's still things that are, I have a mile long to-do list and there's things that I should have gotten done two weeks ago. Like there's all kinds of things that I'm doing right now, but it's all for the purpose of, of winning and helping people. And, and it's just, I, I, I get what you're saying about the vision. If you can, if you can get somebody to think about what they want to do and, and have that in their mind, they can get through so much more. And I think that's got to be one of the most important things in life is having a strong yeah. vision of and a strong why behind it. Absolutely. And you know, the vision, I mean, that's, that's biblical, man. Like God had a, has a vision for us, right? So if we mm. follow, I never thought about easier. And I keep talking to myself about this because I've gone through a difficult past couple of years and coming up, I mean, just going back to my, before I was even in broadcasting when I was a kid, it was like low self-confidence, low self-esteem. So like, I didn't know it at the time, but I got into broadcasting because I had to come out of my shell and learn how to communicate better and those sorts of things. Right. Oh. And I went through addiction over the years and all kinds of different things. Right. So figuring that journey out, 
um, God is preparing you for what he wants you to do. So if you, like, we can all like create our own mm. vision, but you have to make sure it aligns with God's vision for your life. And what you just said, right, you may have had a vision to make lots of money, right? So you made lots of money, but your vision wasn't God's vision because you weren't focusing on serving and helping people and helping them grow. And I think, yeah. like, I always use the term, make your mess your message. So what was the mess in Make your life? mess your message? Yeah, man, because when you I make like it, I feel like that's what God wants us to do. We're, we're dealt a mess in our life. Everybody is. Well, I don't know where it is in your life, but there's a mess somewhere. When you work on it and you get through it, then you can help other people with it. You can't really, people know when you're, people know whether, whether they consciously know or not, they know when you're speaking from experience and when you're not, right? You can fake some people some of the time, but you can't sure. fake everybody all the time. Yeah, so totally. like, they know where you're coming from if you really are speaking from a thing. So mm. to be at a low point and get out of that place, or a high point, you can really help people. So I think for yourself, too, reframing what you were doing and why you were doing it and how you could help people with it was huge because that helped give a different perspective on your life. That helped give a different perspective on who you are and how you're serving people. And that's like God's vision for your life. So yeah. the, the grace and the peace is going to come with that, right? So the peace of like, man, this is difficult right now. Like you said, but it's all good because exactly. speaking from that place, it's like, ah, everything's all right. It might not be exactly where I want it to be. It maybe it could, everything could always be better technically. Right. But it's pretty freaking good right now. So, yeah. Well, and then like I was saying earlier, if, if you happen to unfortunately get to that deathbed situation and I look back, like, let's say I would, let's say three weeks from now, unfortunately I'm walking down. The, this is kind of what I use as my analogy when I, when I speak on it is like, let's say you're walking down the road and. On a beautiful day and all of a sudden a car swipes you and you're laying there and you have three minutes to think about your life and right now truly i would feel good knowing that i am like i mentioned just five minutes ago like i'm living a life of intensity but i'm doing that because i'm trying to harness what's available and mm. and like if i would if i wasn't doing that i i would die thinking wow i wasted part of my life like i didn't i didn't spend it like i should have like I, I make sure to spend time with my family every night. Like at most nights, two, two and a half hours. Some nights it doesn't work out, but most nights. And like, that'll, that'll make me, if I die, make me feel really great. Right. And like, I've, I've yeah. improved the way that I speak to my team. And, and, and like you said, ask, I ask questions and I don't get as agitated easily anymore. Like there's things, you know, it's all, it's all really powerful when you start to encompass all those different things and it, it just increases your life in a whole and, it just compounds over time. Have you figured that out? Have you found that out? Oh yeah, man, for sure. And I and I think uh, also there's a there's a great book I've been reading called it's called Imagine Heaven, right? So it's a bunch of, it's near death experiences. So it's mm. accounts of many near death experiences since near death experiences started being recorded back in I believe the 60s or 70s, and um, it's really interesting that what comes up over and over again, they like people go through these life reviews, right? My mentor Ray that I was talking about, he went through a life review. He had a near death experience. And what comes up over and over again is it's all about relationships. So the life review is all about how you dealt with relationships with your kids, with your, wow. with your spouse, with your family, with the people so, in your life. And what's that? What do you mean? So you're saying like the interview, they would, when the person would come back, they would interview them. And you're saying the, 
the person would say, I thought about my relationships or I thought that, about the no, they people that they I love. They didn't think about them. They were shown like they, they saw them. So, oh my gosh. I, I, just if you wanna, I mean, like I, some people don't believe in that, those things, but I mean, I, I've read enough of them that I'm like, there's, and I've, and I've watched enough videos about them. Like they're definitely real and there's so many accounts of them. There's no way they couldn't be. There's so many, uh, stories that all match up on like similar things happening. Right. And I have people in my life, one very close to me who's had it happen, but I know multiple people who've had near death experiences. Uh, it's a lot of the same things, but a lot of people go through a life review where they're shown their life and they're highlighted on what was the good, what was the not good. And what pops up all the time is your relationship. So going back to being a, like a, a, a business coach, like helping businesses grow, like what is a business? It's a group of people. So how are you treating people? How much time do you spend in a business? Like if you work somewhere at a job, you're there 40 hours a week. That's a lot of your life. You're spending yeah. working with other people. So those relationships are really important and they might not seem like it, right? It might not seem important, but like you're dealing with people all day long. Those are relationships that you're going to yeah. have to like look back on and be like, man, did I do well with this relationship or did I fail in this relationship? And how did I serve people? How did I show up? How did I help people? Um, I recently, recently was working with a, I was working with an amusement park who has a water park, right? So they have a lot of like 15, 16 year old employees. And I was talking to the higher up leadership there. And I was just talking about the fact that, yeah, these kids might be coming here, getting paid eight bucks an hour to work at a water park for a summer. And they might not seem like they care all that much, but think about the fact that you have an opportunity as a leader, as a team leader to speak into somebody's life at 16 yeah. years old, they're not going to stay here forever. Most likely they're not going to keep this job, but you have an opportunity to speak into their life for years to come. You could, you could give them some piece of wisdom that they're going to use 20 years from now that Damn nobody right. else ever gave them. That the school never gave them. Their parents maybe never gave them, but you have a chance to do that. So we have an opportunity every single day to be that person for people in our lives and be that for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right? So I think that's what, if there's an overarching theme, it's just like, how well, how good are your relationships? And the first, like the first human relationship we have to deal with all the time is us. What's that relationship like with us? How are we treating ourselves? And that can be the hardest one. You hear of so many moms, right? So many moms um, help so many people and are so giving and loving, but they never Except for themselves. The to help themselves. Yeah. 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 I remind my wife that all the time. I'm like, honey, you know, Someday our kids are going to move out, you know, 18 to 25 years from now, if we have a couple more, it's like, we're, it's just going to be us. And so not only do we need to work on us, we need to make sure we keep ourselves, you know, the center of our, of the relationship and of the family and make sure that they also see us love each other because that's important, but we need to keep each other cl close. And then we also, um, um, God, I just lost my train of thought, but yeah, it's, it's really important to just keep the, the relationship. They say date your spouse for the rest of your life. And, yeah. and similar to that, they also, like you said, because it's the mom, I think it's probably hormonal and everything. They just tend to just take care of everybody else and just put themselves last. And yeah. like you said, I, I make sure to remind her, you know, take care of your body, you know, make sure you're, you know, doing what you can to, um, yeah, get exercise because, and, and not this, not and from a, from a positive spot, right? It's not like, yeah, you know what I mean? It's just, um, because yeah, like good, you said, I think it's, it's really easy for especially health, moms to forget for, that. Well, it's good for their comp, like it's good for your confidence, right? Yeah, so it's good yeah. for just how you feel about yourself, your energy level, how you sleep at night. Um, you know, that's yeah, it's it's 
very extremely important um and it's one of the main things that gets pushed to the wayside right physical health can get pushed to the wayside so easily uh because life seems to be more important but it's like now i gotta put time into me for sure I just recently finally got into consistently working out and it, what it took for me was actually scheduling it on my calendar. Um, I'm really grateful, you know, being that I've start, grown this business over the last couple of years, I've um, created a little bit of time freedom. And so every day from three to four thirty, I have scheduled in the afternoon for working out. And now that I finally have it scheduled, I can freaking I go every day. And like I've put on literally almost 45 pounds in the last year. I mean, I feel way better. And and to anybody listening, I'm not bragging about where I'm at. I'm just trying to be an example of like, if you want to, if you really want to do something, you want to get in the habit of doing it, schedule it out. Like literally I use Google, Google calendar for everything. I literally yeah. schedule it out. Like I started, I, for the longest time, I just worked through the day. I wouldn't eat lunch unless I like had a convenient break and I had to schedule out lunch. And and now that I'm doing that, I'm actually getting more nutrition. I'm feeling better. My bones feel better. My joints, everything. So schedule it out, schedule it out. Uh, but yeah, Rob, well, we're getting close to the end here, brother. Um, you know, at the end of my show, I always like to just say, is there anything that, you know, you want to leave our audience with some food for thought or, um, and then also while, while you do that, um, before you're done, if you could please give some information on how they can reach you. Maybe if you have a website, your Facebook, Instagram, however you would prefer for them to reach you. Sure. Yeah. I think the best way, uh, reach me on LinkedIn, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm really starting to not starting to have been over the past couple of months focusing more and more on my LinkedIn. I never awesome. used to love the platform like the way I, I do now. I see so much value in it. I, I, I use Facebook's also easy, but it's just uh, Rob Z Wentz on Facebook. You can find me there uh, on, on in LinkedIn. It's Rob Z Coach. Uh, you can find me there. But I, I love LinkedIn, man, because it's a good platform. It doesn't get me distracted and doesn't pull yeah. me down rabbit holes and doesn't <laughs> – there's so much comparison going on on Facebook and there's so For much, sure. so many distraction. I almost feel like a, a toxicity when I get on Facebook. Not that there's, I follow a lot of good people. I know what so you this mean. Is, this is a me thing, but like I follow a lot of great people like yourself and people from the BLN and I, like, I love seeing positive posts, but it does something to me. I'm like, I can't be on here all the time. And it, it's like, toxic. I get sucked in so quick. I'm like, man, there goes 20 minutes of my day. So, I focus on so, LinkedIn. It's a great platform. Can I say a quick tip? Yeah. So one of my good friends, Josh, I asked him, hey, how do you how do you manage your Facebook time? And and he's like, what he does is he gives himself a certain amount of mind he calls it mindless you know, scrolling or whatever. Yeah. And 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 you kind of want to limit the amount that you do that each day. For for what you were saying, like like I'll get on Facebook and I'll type out like a an example of something I've done in my life. Like that is productive. It's almost like debt. There's good debt and bad debt, right? There's there's good Facebook usage and bad Facebook usage. You yeah. know, if, yeah. Let um, it use use it. Don't let it use you. Exactly, hundred percent. Right? And like you were saying, man, to be able to help people, like what a great platform to help people because people are on there feeling so negative. Right. And, and that's so my if you point. Can put out positive stuff to help them, and that's I do post a lot on Facebook, uh, but I try not to scroll that much on it. I'm I'm, sw- I'm switching, especially since I'm doing business coaching switching my focus over to leadership coaching, executive coaching for LinkedIn and putting that content on there because I want that to be the headquarters. But the point is, uh, the thing I want to leave people with is like evaluate your relationships every day. Right. And that, that relationship starts with you for somebody like myself who Mm. was had low self-esteem growing up. Right. 
three things that have helped me just saying to myself, I can, I will, and I am, right? And I don't even need to like attach those to like longer form affirmations. It's just, like I know I can do this thing I want to do, I will do it, and I am doing it, right? So keeping that mindset for yourself of like where awesome. are my relationships at, how am I treating people, and how am I treating myself, how am I helping myself become a better person because the better you are personally, the better leader you are for yourself, you're going to be good. You're going to be able to help other people, serve other people, and you're going to be successful. There's no way you can't with that kind of mindset treating yourself that way. So I'd like to leave people with that. Awesome. Sweet. Rob, this, is, this has been a great interview today. Thanks so much for coming on. I'll definitely have to have you on again. Uh, looking forward to seeing you at some of the BLN um, events, um, which, by the way, for anybody wondering what that is, it's Business Leadership Network. Uh, our good buddy J.R. Spear and Jessica Cochran, uh, they run that, and it's just a fantastic mastermind group. Um, if you're interested, please reach out. But, yeah, Rob, thanks again for coming on today. Greatly appreciate you having on and taking your time to um, spill some of your knowledge with all of our guests. You're yeah, quite well, an extraordinary thank you so guy. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you. That was another episode of The Michael Maloney Show. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.